Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It is round six of the Late Model Stock Car Championship title bout. And this weekend, we are going to be at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway for the Visit Hampton, Virginia 125. 20 cars on the pre-entry list for this weekend and a racetrack that the Cars Tour has gone to um, the last three years. They've had great finishes uh, the last three years. Uh, Lane Riggs has won races up there. Uh, Deke McCaskill won his last Cars Tour race at Langley Speedway as well a couple of years ago. We're going to dive in and we'll preview that race a little bit later in the show, but activities start on Friday afternoon with practice for the late model stock cars. Um, they'll start at 4.15 and then they'll go to 6.45. And then Saturday, they'll be back in action at the racetrack. Uh, grandstands open at 2 o'clock. Single car qualifying at 5.30. You can see that on the Facebook live feed for Pit Road TV. Green flag for the Visit Hampton, Virginia 125 will fall at 7 o'clock. But before we dive into this weekend's event and talk with our in-studio guests, Justin Johnson and Marcus Richmond, we want to recap what happened at Caraway Speedway a week and a half ago in the inaugural trip to Caraway Speedway for the Cars Tour in the David Lightning Saunders 265. We saw our first two-time winner in 2021 in the Cars Tour, and we'll go to Tony Stevens and Tyler Williams with Pit Road TV to recap the last couple of laps. When you run up front, Tyler, they tend to be a little bit cleaner. You're not stuck back there with everybody else trying to root and gouge and fight. Problems on the speedway. Turn number four, Daniel Silvestri has gone around, and we are going to have a green-white checker restart. Kane Honeycutt's nightmare has just begun. Through turns three and four for perhaps the final time. Kane Honeycutt, Justin Johnson through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone. And Kane Honeycutt just got schooled by his car owner, it looks like. On the restart is contacted turn two. Honeycutt a little out of shape, trying to hang on to third spot as he tries to get himself back in position. Look at Deke McCaskill go back to life here with coming to two laps to go. He's going to go after Justin Johnson. Go after him in turn one, Tony. He cannot wait till turn three. He's oh. right on the bumper and down the back straightaway. Justin missed turn number one. What's going to happen in turns three and four? Through the final set of turns from 16th place on the starting grid to a two-time Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour win. Justin Johnson will win the Lightning Saunders Memorial 125 here at Caraway and make it as he gets ready to come out of the car. Justin Johnson, a two-time winner here in 2021. He'll grab the family, the daughters, the wife, all here in Edelbrock Victory Lane. Justin, come around the front of the car. Marcus Richmond and company to get some more congratulations. Justin, wow. <laughs> we thought that race was Caden Honeycutt's to lose. Then the caution came out. What did you just teach him through the KRC Power Steering Restart Zone with three to go? Man, how about that kid? Uh, that's unbelievable. Like fourth cars to a race, and uh, he's racing for the win. 
But I'm um, so proud of these RNS race cars. Jason Stanley, Marcus Richmond, unbelievable job by all these crew members. Um, they're the ones that, you know, make it possible for us. But, uh, you know, I was just key to keep the uh, tires weaved in, keep them warmed up and cleaned off. And, and I thought I was doing a little better job at that than Caden. But, uh, you know, overall, just a solid race for us all together. So what did happen? Nice job avoiding my question down there in the restart zone. How were you able to pull that one off? Well, I rolled it a little bit, and uh, you know, I let him fire the trigger, and he spun on my hair, and I uh, just, I just had the momentum, you know, rolled the throttle. But uh, I really, uh, I was better on the outside anyway, so I was kind of in the catbird seat there. But how about it, man? Per your tank lines, GXS wraps, uh, furniture for less, uh, William Travis jewelry, everyone who helps us, John West race engines, uh, RNS race cars. Man, I, I just, this is unbelievable. I want to thank Solid Rock Carriers, uh, special memory of a good buddy, David Saunders, too. Uh, he was a longtime official at South Boston Speedway where I raced a lot. What does this now mean for you and your team going forward the rest of this season? We're going to get into the summer stretch. Does this uh, make a statement for you? Absolutely, man. We come to win every weekend, and uh, that's what we're here for. So we don't want to be the first loser. We come to win and um, just want to get one of these two cars in victory lane every week. As we look back at just the emotion, the heartbreak for Caden Honeycutt after he got out of the car, Lenny Batiki is down there with him. Walking up on the Texas driver, and you know you'll hear a lot of guys, a lot of old guys like me tell you, you got to lose one before you can win one, but that's not going to help you. You were that close. How does this moment, how do you, how do you encapsulate it to words? Well, it's just uh, definitely disappointing. Um, I didn't think I'd come out with two to go. I really just don't know how that happened, but man, this car was awesome. Uh, I was sitting there right behind Bobby and I was trying to push, make him push. And I think I accomplished that. Just uh, got a really good restart, got the lead and had my own pace. But man, I can't thank everybody enough at RNS, Jay Stanley, Marcus, our whole crew. Uh, we did a complete 360 from practice today, and uh, it paid off. Um, Those dirt tracks in Texas to that first turn on the outside with a champion like McCarty. How do you gather that together to do and, and get the lead from him? Uh, I think mostly it was just came from tires. Um, I was able to pinch him down on the curb. I think he probably clipped the curb. Uh, I'm not sure, but I still was able to hold them off and I was able to flat foot it off the corner and uh, man, Will's just an awesome car and it sucks, disappointing, but we're gonna head to Langley and uh, try to rebound. That win is in your future. Caden Honeycutt, second place. And that Lenny Batiki with Caden Honeycutt who finished third in last um, weekend's race at uh, Caraway Speedway. And again, to recap, first time, uh, two time winner in 2021, Justin Johnson. Takes home the checkered flag. He only led three laps, but he led the last three, and obviously the one that counted the most. Deep McCaskill came home second. Honeycutt third. Bobby McCarty fourth. Brandon Pierce fifth. Sam Yarbrough sixth. Jonathan Finley, who Jonathan was actually involved in several cautions, was able to fight his way back up to a seventh-place finish after starting 22nd. Mason Diaz with an eighth-place finish. Trevor Ward ninth. Joe Valento round out the top ten. Six lead changes amongst four drivers. Pole sitter Mike Looney led the first four laps. Bobby McCarty, Caden Honeycutt battled for the lead throughout the duration of the middle of the race. Uh, Bobby McCarty led the most laps with 73. Caden Honeycutt, 45. And Justin Johnson with the final three. Looking at the uh, 2021 official point standings after five races for the late model stock cars, two-time champion Bobby McCarty still leads the points with 151. Five starts, a pole, a win. Five top tens, three top fives. Deep McCaskill, 15 points behind in second. 
Our in-studio guest, Justin Johnson, after his second win of 2021, he sits third, 20 points behind with 131. Defending champion Jared Fryer's fourth, 129 points, and Caden Honeycutt round out the top five. We're going to take a break here. Brandon Willard's got the yellow flag out. We're going to come down pit road, sticker up, and when we return, we'll have the most recent Cars Tour winner, Justin Johnson, in studio, along with his crew chief and the owner of RNS Race Cars, Marcus Richmond. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the cars tour get the picture with pit road tv the official home of cars tour tv where winners watch their favorite races if you can't make it to the track tune in and let tony stevens and hannah newhouse bring you all the action for the cars tour pit road tv check them out online pitrow.tv that's pitrow.tv don't change that channel. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST. On Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center. The official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Justin Johnson, driver of the number. Number 44, per your tank lines, GSX Wraps Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We are happy to have in studio the most recent winner, two-time winner in 2021 of the Cars Tour, Mr. Justin Johnson. Um, Justin, congratulations on your second win of 2021. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me as well. And then we have his, um, I guess we're going to call him your crew chief, car builder, Mr. R&S himself. Keeps me calm, you know. Keeps you calm on the radio, Mr. Marcus Richmond. Marcus, your first appearance on the Stickered Up podcast. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. So, what, a couple weeks ago, we 
didn't qualify great, qualified 16th and scrambled after last practice to change, was it a rear end or an axle, broken axle? Yeah, changed an axle right there at the end. All the guys worked really hard to, um, you know, so we could make it for qualifying and uh, Marcus completely missed the setup for qualifying. So we had to start 16th, now I'm playing. I really don't have an excuse You just wanted extra money, right? You know you got the $500 for a hard charger for starting 16th to win the race. I didn't realize that. Nope. So who gets that money? The car runner or the driver? We split it. So that's an extra 250 bucks for each of you. Yeah. Maybe we should do that every week, right? I'm with. I'm game. So you want to start the back? Yeah. I mean, the way he drove on the outside, I mean, he, he did something that a lot of people have not seen at Caraway driving – Pass cars on the outside. I mean, yeah. I mean, I felt like he passed cars better than anybody there. I don't think many people could pass, and he really showed the uh, patience and strength uh, and and how to pass. I mean, some people just die bombing, and Justin was passing a lot of people on exit like he's supposed to, and I think that was very, very gratifying to see. Are you related to Rick Hendrick? No. Do you feel like Rick Hendrick? Top four. RNS cars at Caraway. He had the top four at Dover well, a couple weeks ago, and Rick Hendrick. Rick has got what two hundred sixty nine wins, and we're we're uh, we're a long ways away from that. So when we get to that point, we'll talk about well, it. Well, I mean, you got you've had top four, top four RNS cars at, at Caraway. That's that's pretty impressive yeah. in late model stock car racing. Man, it really is, and I, I really I've said it from day one. It's because we surround ourselves with great people. You know, um, from from any. All the guys at the shop and even all the guys, you know, that buy our cars, um, you know, just like Justin Johnson Racing, Deke McCaskill, um, Jarrett Fryer, and then the Nelson Motorsports Group. Um, all these guys that we've aligned ourselves with, you know, are true racers and uh, are just great people. And we can all communicate and uh, help each other. And so, you know, I felt like, you know, we did that with Caden's car. Um he was driving for Justin Johnson Racing, and he got a little off right before qualifying. And, man, we, we had learned some stuff with our car, and we just literally unbolted the front springs and bump stops and went in there and made them like ours. And he went out, and he probably had the best car all night. And uh, I think seeing that and making a rookie win is more gratifying than, you know, a veteran like Deke or, or Justin or even Bobby McCarty go out and uh, dominate a race. Well, here you got a rookie comes out and and he pretty much dominated that race and he was going wholesale win the thing before the caution come out so I thought that was probably the most proudest thing for an RNS customer um, than than us winning the race ourselves you know so I'm gonna put the flip of the switch on you now <laughs> so you're sitting here and look you passed a lot of cars. Um, had some cautions that helped bunch the field back up, but you passed a lot of cars. And once you got around Bobby for second, I want to say there's about 30 laps to go. I mean, you were you were running him down. Um, I think the last 15 laps, they kind of evened out a little bit. But caution come out with three laps to go. Were you licking your chops? Definitely. Um, you know, I'd love to have seen Caden win as well. But, you know, um, I definitely uh, always uh, go to win and not – finish second no matter who you know who I'm racing against um but yeah when the caution came out I knew you know that we had been good all night on restarts and um, I had just killer forward drive on the outside a um, car was you know phenomenal as far as being stable and um, really good forward drive 
you know, I don't think we rolled the center to have like the killer speed for qualifying, I'd say, but, but as the race went on, um, the car just got better and better and better and better. But, uh, when I got to second, um, you know, I pushed it pretty hard there and, and we were able to close up a little bit, but you know, when the tires got hot and, um, it, it quickly, uh, quickly fell off and, um, he, he definitely had us beat, you know, until that, that last caution. All right. So three laps to go, green, white checker. You got Caden your inside. You got Bobby McCarty behind him. You got Deke behind you. You and you don't have to, but you you share with me kind of what you had told your spotter, mm-hmm. Adam Resnick, to relay to his spotter, PJ Bryant. What what was that conversation like? Yeah, I just told him that you know I was going to give him all the room he needed to to win the race, um, but I wasn't going to give it to him. So um, you know, uh, just expected a one-two finish, but. You know, when we're in that situation with uh, with Deke behind me and Bobby there, I mean, you know, it's all out the windshield because you know those guys. I mean, they might be aggressive with you, but nobody's gonna gonna wreck you or miss the corner and tear you up or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, got a really good restart, and um, Deke also did, which Deke's phenomenal about everywhere we go on the outside too. Um, and we were, you know, able to get by Caden there, but um, you know, all in all, it was a really good night for us, and um, just you know, happy we were able to finish it off there at the end. What's changed from 2020 to 2021 for you? Because you were competitive. You, you started to really get there at the end of last year. And, man, you're like you've been shot out of cannon here to 2021. What 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 do you think the, the main ingredient to that is? I don't know. I've thought about this, honestly, and I can't really pinpoint one thing or another, you know, um, I definitely know our cars are better and I really, we're not doing anything crazy different there either. I mean, I'm, I don't know, Marcus might can help you more with that, but, um, like I said, our cars are definitely better. Um, and I know, you know, I know that I don't have to do too much to, to, to have like speed and, and I know they're going to last. So there's a confidence factor that goes into it, of course. But, um, but I think it all, it all goes back to, to the race cars and, um, you know, if we were in anything else, we wouldn't be in the same situation. So, so it's uh, kudos to RNS race cars, and, and maybe Marcus can tell you what we're doing different on the race cars to be that much better. But uh, but they're definitely a pleasure to drive. Are you going to give us all your secrets on this podcast? No. We will have mo- we will have the most <laughs> downloads ever if I can get you to open up and tell everybody your secret. Well, he moved the right front upper control arm. Like it's probably uh, down below the uh, spindle now. So uh, yeah, that was some of it. And, <laughs> no, um, as you're talking about this, I really go back to and um, while I was truck racing, uh, it was 2015, 16, 17. I aligned myself with Nelson Motorsports, you know, trying to be their technical advisor, I guess you would say. And, uh, and you know, we had already, you know, me and Timothy Peters designed the A and E clip back then. So, um, man, in, in those years, I mean, I don't know if you remember racing back then, but Nelson Motorsports was just unbeatable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was just everywhere we went. You know, we finished one, two, three at the Denny Hamlin race. And and uh, Bobby McCarty, I, I give him a lot of props for his feedback. Um, and Timothy, too. Um, we actually designed everything we was doing around him, too. And we would put it in Brandon Pierce's car or whoever was driving, you know, Sammy Smith or whatever. But um, back then, we could do the same thing. Um, and last year... Um, when we took RNS over, um, I kind of had this uh, truck mentality, and I was doing things a little bit different. And even with uh, 
I was still helping Nelson, you know, a lot last year and, and doing my own thing and helping all my customers, my new customers and everything. But this winter, um, I kind of sat down and really just backed up to, Hey, what we used to do is still works. You know what I mean? So we, we kind of went back in that direction a little bit, um, and taking all the new stuff that we had learned and, but going back to a little bit of the basics, you know, and, you just can't beat the, the, the raw basics. You don't try to reinvent the wheel every week. Um, and that's what I feel like Justin, you know, you say what has changed for him. Like, I feel like that's what's changed for him. You know, we we have a race car. And on Orange County was a prime example. And, yeah. and even at Caraway too. But um, we had practice on. We went over and tested. And then we, we feel like we got a good car. We come back to the next day and – He's complaining about it. And so then we have a good car at the end of that day. And then he come back the next day, he's complaining about it. And then we have a good car in the race. Well, the basics help you tune a race car. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like last year I got off my basics, um, you know, even Nelson Motorsports and, and even probably Justin Johnson Racing. And, you know, a lot of us got off of what we should be doing. And uh, now we're, we're back on, you know, uh, a paved road and – it's easy for us to tune a race car, and I think that's what um, makes us good at the end of a race is because our race cars have been are balanced. We don't we're not really tight or we're not really loose, um, and so I think that's why you see the RNS cars up front is because we're trying we're not reinventing the wheel. We run basic stuff, and um, we just try to work on our balance of our race car. And we all know at the end of a race if you're not too loose or if you're not too tight you're gonna be close you know i feel like that's where that's why you see justin up front and he you shot him out of a cannon because you give him a car that's you know pretty close he can go do what he's doing with it you know was it your dad said if you start in the top eight you're going to win isn't that his rule of thumb <laughs> yeah i don't i don't believe I, that doesn't quite fit in my mentality but yeah i mean there was you know back years ago when we won quite a few races uh never been able to quite qualify he used to say if i, I think it was the top seven he'd say if um, if you qualify on top seven, they might as well write the check. But, um, you know, we've, we've actually been fortunate enough to qualify really good this year. And you've gotten um, a lot, uh, you've gotten better at that. Just I mean, the, since to, I've been associated with you, I told you at Florence, I'm like, man, you got to get better at this qualifying deal. And and you have, you've well, done Well, I mean, to set on a pole with a $30,000 win race was, it was a big accomplishment, accomplishment for, for me, myself and for Justin, because everybody, Justin can't qualify. Justin can't qualify. Well, he showed everybody right there he can qualify. Yeah, you know, just got to we got to get that right balance and that right feel for him to make it happen. And and what happened I think at Caraway in qualifying is we never got to do a qualifying run. So yeah, he he's never been there and made a qualifying run around Caraway. And even myself, we, neither one of us have. So we really worked on our car on the long run, and it you know it paid off. But um, we went to do a qualifying run and the axle broke, so it kind of. That kind of threw us for a curveball, but yeah, I don't think we thought about qualifying until like we thought we were pretty good the last practice, That's and right. it was like the last ten minutes. Oh, let's throw stickers on it and let's try to make qualifying think, run, yeah. and then boom, you know that didn't work out. You but, still have that set of tires, by the way. Absolutely. So you're you've got and a hot commodity going they're, into they're, this weekend. We're gonna put them on uh, eBay and have. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and most people that listen to this podcast know that there's obviously uh, an issue with tires and. Jack McNally said uh, in the driver's meeting at Caraway a week and a half ago that you will only be given two sets of t- or be able to purchase two sets of tires this weekend at Langley, practice set and a race set. Um, you know, and they've said that maybe July when they get back to normal, but, like, I'm starting to think 
about some of these bigger races, these marquee races that are coming up. Not even, I mean, you got cars races this weekend in Dominion, but then you also got to look at South Boston's got their 4th of July race, the first leg of the Triple Crown. Langley's got the Hampton Heat. I mean, what are you guys hearing? What are you guys' thoughts? I mean, you went to Hickory this past weekend with Whitney Meggs, and I don't know what the tire situation was there, but I know that they weren't they weren't dispersing tires like they normally do. Yeah, no practice tires, only race. But, um, you know, I mean, I've thought about it a bunch, and, um, I mean, it definitely affects us. I think that, you know, me and Marcus probably have a one-up on everyone. I don't know that we necessarily need the new tires compared to a lot of the, the younger um, rookies or, or people that are fairly new to it. You know, um, luckily here over the next couple month stretch, there's uh, some really good racetracks for us, and um, and I feel like that that maybe we have a little bit of a one up. I mean, I'd love love to have an extra set. Don't get me wrong, but um, at the same time, I think that that we can manage through where where I really feel for like our teammate Caden, for instance, that's you know never seen Langley, South Boston, nowhere we go. Um, so you know, it really is going to be a struggle to uh, to manage that because you definitely want to make a qualifying run when you've got the car at the best point but with uh not being able to have a you know good set of like practice tires to start on or something you know we might have to revert to that that uh qualifying run earlier and then you know you work on the car and then you really go into qualifying kind of blind you got anything to add to that yeah i I actually kind of i mean justin might not 100 percent agree with me but i kind of like it because We've all talked about what is going on with the car count issue. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and in a nutshell, cutting cost is the is the definitely the the problem. You know, we got to cut cost, but all the parts are still going to cost the same. We can't cut that. You know what I mean? The tire right. prices ain't going. We're not going to cut the tire prices, but if we cut one set of tires out of the weekend that saves you 700 bucks. Saves you right 700 there. bucks you know but, but we're cutting one set there's yeah. other teams that are cutting you know, you know multiple multiple sets, sets yeah. so. so i feel like that part of it might help bring a couple more cars because yeah you know um when you go do a cars to a race and you go do a a thursday test a friday test and a saturday two more practice sessions i mean you eat up tires especially like when you go to langley and and even caraway and some of these places um orange county it's no telling how many tires people went through. I've seen a lot, um, so I, I feel like something. You know, everything happens for a reason, and I feel like that this is one thing that that we needed um, to maybe cut back some of that cost. Um, and we can all see. You know, I told Deke McCaskill before when they said that announcement. I said, "Well, you're in the game because that's all he overbought anyway." That's right. So um, you know, that probably helps him. Yeah, I mean, I that think puts he, him ahead of the curve, right? I think even Jarrett Fryer is the same way. They yeah. always just bought two sets um so you know when you're budget racing you know i understand it and so i mean now we're all on the same playing field and i think it i mean that's what we need to be you know everybody needs to be on the same playing field you know yeah and, and like i said i mean that's one thing that that i saw from a my standpoint as a quote-unquote fan supporter of, of the cars tour is everybody started talking about this what maybe two or three weeks ago i think roger johnson PRW posted something about here comes the tire shortage, but and maybe you can shed some light on this. You might have a more insight, but I I was told that Orange County a couple of weeks ago for their Saturday night race, 
Um, they didn't have tires. Did they not have tires or they did have tires? I think they had enough tires for the, the field that was there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you couldn't get no practice tires. Right. But you, you at least had tires for the field. And the Tri-County, you know, they, they were had to cancel a race uh, because they didn't have tires for even a field. Um, this past week at Hickory, <clears throat> we did four tires and uh, no practice tires, four tires. But, but after the event, you had to check in your left sides. They're going to a two-tire rule until further notice. So, um, you know, I think you'll see that. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of that just because it affects the balance of the cars so much. And, um, you know, it's nice to have four fresh, fresh ones, at least for qualifying in the race. But I, I understand we've got to do what we got to do at the point in time. And I think, you, I mean, I like the four tires just because everything's in your control. When you got two old tires, two new tires, that brings multiple uh, variances in your, in your weekend. But, I mean, the, the practice tires are where the savings at. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't the four tires that you buy for a race. We've all been buying four tires for a race for since in the 90s, you know. So, But these people buying these all these practice tires has got out of control. Uh, and I think that's where the savings is at. So if they would limit the practice tires and let everybody at least have four tires, I think would be a, my perfect situation. Well, I don't know if people, it's everybody's. They said know. that teams were hoarding tires oh i don't doubt it who's yeah. hoarding tires i don't know not us because we we've been know. thrashing to uh, try to <laughs> but um you know and then you look at it you know yes you're going to save tires on you know for practice uh by saving that you know money for that one set but but then you look at why come test thursday so you, then you save you know whatever the track charges to test then you save a night worth of dinner or a night hotel. worth of hotel rooms that could save um, you a thousand dollars or more. More, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we got we got to have, I mean, for my team only right. eight know, rooms for this week. Yeah, well, we, yeah. So he's pretty much got four rooms for you know Caden's car, four rooms for Justin's mm-hmm. car. So I mean, and the rooms are outrageous on top of that. So yeah, you know, it's a it's a huge savings for sure. We all go practice on Thursday. We're not planning on it. Mm-mm. Okay. So you got so so the first time Caden Honeycutt will see Langley will be Friday. I, we've talked about it. Um, you know, we've talked about maybe testing him or, or not. But we go back, and I know we're not. You know, I know I'm not personally testing. Yeah. So, um, just kind of depends on the the rest of the week to see if we end up doing anything with him. But more, more than likely, the first time he'll see it's on Friday. Yeah. Well, Marcus, one thing that I wanted to chat with you about is, as you mentioned, uh, you and Steve Stallings. Uh, purchased A&E, turned it into R&S race cars about a year and a half ago. Um, your initial game plan was to put national champion Philip Morris in your late model in your house car and, and run for national championship. And circumstances um, didn't allow that to play out and gave you the opportunity to do basically a house rental deal last year. Um, had the likes of Deke McCaskill, um, Justin Carroll, just to name a couple of guys that actually jumped in that car. Man, that's probably your best selling point in 2020, doing that rental deal. Um, talk a little bit about how fast the growth of RNS has been because literally Jared Fryer and Jimmy Moore, and that was chassis number one, you know, and that was what, March, April? No, oh. it wasn't chassis number one. So we when, I, when we took over in – 2019 I think we took ownership in November 5th of 2019 um we started chassis one which is the car that Justin's driving now right um and so then then it immediately snowballed from there as soon as we kind of started talking 
Um, and, you know, Nelson Motorsports got chassis number two, and actually um, Tim Allen's were. And, and I always told all my customers, like, you can tell me you want a chassis, but and I even told Justin this. I was like, you don't get in line until you get the deposit. You That's know right. I mean? so, yeah. Um, but so you don't want to – you just can't play favoritism sure. in uh, in this situation. Oh, we know about that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, well, well, he came out pretty good because that ended up uh, with me being in the car for the right. year. So. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out real good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, – I, yeah, I delayed that other car just on purpose That's right. until he drove the house <laughs> yeah. car. But uh but no, so so actually uh Jarrett was car number four. Um and but when I think Jarrett was the big selling point for, for R and S. You know, he had run two races prior to that and I think he I don't know it's if terrible. he was not finishes wasn't great yeah, at he all. Wasn't good. His first race out was ace and he he even come over to me and goes, Man, I don't know, I'm just kind of lost doing this thing, but, you know, and I helped him with his, all his baselines, and Jared's really smart, and his dad, Mark, are very smart people, but yeah. when it was all said and done, he finished fifth, I think, the first race, fourth or fifth, and then after that, he just kept getting better and better and better, and he he's learning his race car, and now, you know, I mean, Jared, you know, he still kind of runs, he actually runs the baseline we had last year, and and he, he takes it, and he knows it, and he, he uh you know, he's smart and he makes it work every week, you know, and so that was a big, you know, seller for us. And I think, you know, Justin coming on board, you know, they had kind of struggled, you know, uh, him and Jason had struggled with what they was doing. And when they bought their first car, um, they had to work through some bugs. But, I mean, the next thing you know, you see Justin start creeping up the charts, you know, every week getting better and better and better. And then when when Deke McCaskill come out and uh, he – you know, with this year, I think he is a little bit of the Cinderella story. You know, yeah. Um, people had wrote Deke off. You know, yeah. Could Deke even Deke had wrote himself off? And people uh, wrote this guy off. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's. It, I think yeah. it, absolutely. I don't disagree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and, I know because people ask me, it's like, why are, why are you why are you part of that? He's he he's not good anymore, and this and that. He's gone gone back to go karts and this and that. And yeah. I'm like. There's something in there, man. Yeah. I, I see the fire in that kid's belly, right. and, and he's showing it now. Absolutely, and I, they. I, I guess you, you know, you throw the, all three of them in the same group. That it's, yeah. it's, it's so cool to see, you know, um, when you have guys that you've wrote off, and then, then now they're contending for the wins and championships. You know, um, you know, Bobby McCarty, he's always kind of contended, but you know, he's always, you know, Nelson Motorsports has always put out a great product, and so he's always been there, but. Now with these three guys, and somebody asked me the other day, said, "Whose feedback is, you think is the best out of all these guys?" And I'm saying, all of them. You know what I mean? They really are. These these experienced guys have great feedback. You know, with Justin and and Jared and Deke and Bobby, all these guys have great feedback. And now it's just up to me or whoever their crew chief is, or even if it's Deke himself, you know, to make it work. And I, I think just, um, you know, I love working with Marcus and, and we click really well on the, the, the side of things with the house car that we do. But from a customer standpoint and buying an, uh, you know, an RNS race car, to me, um, I think it's the um, community of, of knowledge and like people to lay on, not just Marcus, but like Deke, uh, Bobby, you know, it really is when you speak open notebook, you know, um, you know, all of us are not afraid to ask the other what we're feeling. I mean, I've seen, I've, I've got a picture of you, Marcus, Deke, and Jared all sitting there talking and, after practice. And to be honest, the baseline is so good that I feel like anywhere you show up, you're never in left field. 
So you always have, you know, with Marcus, you know, I tell people that are asking me all the time, you know, about buying a car or looking into buying a car, you know, just like the the, t- the group text message or something like that that puts us all in the same ball game when we show up. Um, it just makes sure that all of his customers are on the same level, and, and we we have a. I feel like we we start if you if you go into a race and you start on on number one, and by the end of the weekend you work towards number ten, and halftime you don't get to but six or seven. I feel like we start at number five, you know. Yeah. What I mean, just with just with baseline, Marcus's experience, the rest of you know the group that everyone you know has the opportunity to uh, lean on uh, as far as being one of Marcus's customers. That's one thing that you mentioned that that I like, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this after the break, but I want to talk to you about family because that's a that's an important word for you, and I feel like you genuinely feel like everybody that has an RNS car is in that family. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. Brandon Willard's got the yellow flag out. We're going to come down pit road. We're going to stick her up, and we'll return with the green flag. Marcus Richmond with RNS Race Cars. Justin Johnson, you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Mini Tyrell, driver the number 81 Quaker Steak Chevrolet, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. 
Green flag back out. Sticker Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour in studio this afternoon. Our most recent winner, Mr. Justin Johnson, Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars. And before we went to break, Marcus, we brought up the topic of your family oriented, you know, vibe that you've got there in RNS and that you always you say you welcome people to the family. And and the most recent uh family member to be added to that uh mini tyrell uh they they got a clip from you um and they'll actually be in one of justin johnson's rns cars this weekend at langley um for the cars race um talk a little bit about what that means to you because again that whole family thing it's growing you're gonna have a some pretty really big family reunion probably in the next six months or so yeah, I'm I'm very excited for uh Minnie Tyrell and, and Brandon Butler to join uh to join the family. They are uh you know, and going back to the whole family situation, you know, I come from truck racing and Toyota kinda really opened my eyes up to it. Like we used to sit and meet in a in a trailer with ten or twelve Toyota teams and we would all go over notes and it was just one family. You know what I mean? So and guess what? Most of the time a Toyota will win a race. So right. um that's kind of where I've tried to bring this next, you know, RNS to that level. Um, so it, it, that's part of it's where I'm trying to direction I'm trying to head. Um, but on the on the flip side, many, um, you know, many has showed a lot of potential. He's had a lot of speed, um, fast in practice, you know, fast in qualifying, and and it, he's put down a couple of good races last year. I think at Carteret and uh, and Dominion. Um, well, it was at Carteret before him, and yeah, before he got you he know. turned into Justin Johnson. And I've got a picture of the actually, it's the picture of Stickered Up Podcast <laughs> on the Cars Tour website is the picture of Justin's car sideways at Carteret with many turned into him. Right, but he no. had a great run going, and it wasn't his fault. Either, and it wasn't so. his fault. <laughs> no, but you know, um, so Brandon Butler, we go we go way back with Brandon. Uh, he actually. I was crew chief in with Timothy Peters, and well, I say at the time I wasn't his crew chief, but I was working with him. And uh, Brandon had to step out of a ride because he had to go run a bush race, and we, Timothy drove uh, Goof Allen's car yeah. at Martinsville. I was think it was '99 or 2000, and uh, that's where we met Brandon Butler. And so we we go way back, you know, 20 years with Brandon, and we've always been very close with him. We was teammates with him through the Bailey's deal, and. Uh, and, you know, Brandon's helped us, you know, do stuff before. So we've always been like family with Brandon. So now him coming back to us, I mean, it is, it is very gratifying. I, I can't wait to work with him. Yeah, he's. I saw him at South Boston this past weekend, and he's he's really excited about getting some RNS stuff and, again, joining that family mentality. And, and Justin, talk a little bit about how that deal came together uh, in very short order for, for many to be in, in one of your JJR cars this weekend at Langley? Well, there was just a time lapse, you know, uh, with uh, with being able to turn his stuff around. And, um, you know, I've always had a really good relationship with Brandon, too. Probably, you know, goes back to the mid-2000s. Um, but uh, he's always been a first-class guy and competitor, um, both on and off the track. But, you know, I think a lot of many. Uh, Minnie's been very successful. I would – highly uh i'm not going to give him the win because i think we're going to win but uh i would think he'll easily be in the top three to five this weekend without uh, any trouble so um you know i think it is definitely a step in the right direction for them and i see their program you know turning around uh you know towards the end of the year just as mine did a year ago you know i, I think you know it'll take them 
you know, a week or two to, to get the bugs worked out and to figure the small things out. Um, but, but I would think by the end of the year and uh, big race time, you know, it'll, he'll have it uh, up front every weekend. During the break, we were kind of spitballing um, development programs. And obviously, um, you know, with, with what you've got going on and what you've built in a very short time, you know, you've got a, a very established rental program. I mean, Chandler Smith was in a JJR car at Tri-County a couple of weeks ago and picked up the win in an off weekend for the trucks. And um, and you've got a development program. Uh, Whitney Meg's involved in that development program. Man, how do you have time to balance all of this while you're still running for a, a Cars Tour championship in that RNS house car? Well, it's been tough. Um, you know, give Marcus a lot of props um, for that. You know, I kind of clogged up his program, and um, and he's so far behind on on race cars that uh, you know there's no time to build a new one so we can you know have multiple uh, development uh, teams at the racetrack. But you know, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's eye opening for sure. And, um, you know, I look forward to probably doing a little more of that in the future. And I, I think, you know, me and Marcus have a, a really good um, – we have a good, really good relationship and a really good opportunity here to, um, you know, to work together, you know, for many years to come um, and help some of these, you know, young, talented drivers out. And even, you know, just like we had Bubba in, in the car, uh, you know, early in the year, the 30K yeah. race. And if I'm, I'm – Marcus, I'm pretty sure he's going to be back for the – Martinsville race and a couple others. So, um, and you got Chandler Smith tentatively penciled in for what yeah, Hickory and Motor Mile. He's definitely running Hickory and Motor Mile in the cars to a race. So. Yep. So, um, you know, they were both a pleasure to work with. Um, you know, Whitney Meggs, Caden has been awesome. Uh, we're going to debut uh, Grant Thompson here in a couple of weeks. I think he's going to have a spectacular performance right out the gate as well. So, uh, like I said, looking forward to it. It's amazing how much talent a lot of these kids have. Marcus, you've you've been one that's seen a lot of young talent, and um, man, that's got to be. I know it's tough. I mean, from my side of the street, um, working with the kids, trying to develop them. Um, you've obviously worked in the truck series all the way down to you know late model. And what's your take on that? Like, what what's the ideal situation for a development driver? For the dad to stay at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I mean, like, I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, I've seen all kinds, and yeah. you know, and you got some drivers that have a, you know, natural talent, you know, and you got some drivers that really have to work hard for it. Um, it's just, the, it's just the cards we're dealt. Um, so you know, you try to cater to both, you know, yeah. and you have the guy, the the kid that that doesn't have the talent, and so you teach him how to what he has to do to work hard, and the kid that's got a lot of talent. You teach him how to use it. You know what I mean. So um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned over you know my years of working with um, young drivers is the the driver has to be embedded into the program and they have to just trust the program. Um, you know you might not get the result every day or every weekend and out, but you have to just keep consistent and uh, and just believe in what we're telling you because we're the veterans. You know we um, this is what we do for a living. So um, you know. And the dads and the families, whoever's, you know, sponsoring this kid has to believe the same thing. You know, they, they're they paying for a service. And so when they when we give them that service, they have to trust us. Right. Um, and, you know, kind of just take a step back. You know, I, I, you know, Noah Gregson is probably one of my standouts as far as, you know, going from 
because Noah, um, you know, he had a lot of natural talent, but when he got to truck racing, he didn't, he didn't, um, you know, just go right out and just win his first race. You know, yeah. he, he had to learn. And his dad um, would go sit in the stands and, and watch the race from the stands. And he would come down after the race, but he'd never come into those pits before practice, before the race, or nothing like that. And so I, that really opened my eyes to, like, this is what this kid needs. You know, he, he, he trusted us to teach his kid. And so um, – and you look now, and he's a multi, you know, multi winner in the Xfinity series, and and is a, a and is doing a great job. And so um, I commend him, his dad, and his parents to to trust the, the system. One thing that that I recall is uh, talking to Michael Falk last year, um, Lee Falk Racing. I mean, obviously they've got a development program that's that a lot of people are very aware of. A lot of young talent comes through. He made the comment to me that if you really want to benefit from a development program, you've got to invest two to three years into that program. This can't be a one-year deal and expect to be an Xfinity, you know, or a trucks or ARC or whatever that is. What's your take on that? I mean, and, and Justin, I know that you and I have had this conversation uh, with Whitney Meggs. Is, is it's a true development program where, where they're wanting to invest the next two to three years for Whitney to actually learn how to drive late model stock cars and, and to be able to win and compete in the cars tour and things of that nature. I mean, is that kind of a realistic and is that fair two to three years? Yeah. I mean, I say so. I mean, it, and it some will be faster than others, just like anything. Right. Um, some will pick it up and within the end of the first year or whatever, and they'll win a race soon. Um, but then you'll have some that, um, might not, it might need three years. So, um, I think that's definitely a fair, you know, shake to say it's two to three year program um but like i said the ones that doesn't come to them you know so easy you just got to work hard at it you know william byron was a is a prime example of working hard at it you know he didn't have like eric eric jones come into the kbm program and he was winning right out the gate william he studied and worked hard at it you know what i mean and and look where he's at today you know and you know eric you look what when they come in the door Eric Jones was the high, and William wasn't. Mm-hmm. And look now. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just William worked really hard, and the guy who works hard at it is the one who's going to succeed, you know, and so – or girl. Whoever works yeah. works the, hard at, the, the hardest, no matter what talent you got, is going to succeed. And I think it's important to realize that, you know, myself, Dick McCaskill, a lot of us have been driving for a long time. So it's – Now, it's, you're an old man yeah, comp- in, yeah, in late right. stock. Club. So it's completely unfair and unrealistic to uh, think that, you know, that anyone's going to come out and, and win in the first two to three to five races or even, you know, I, I mean, it might happen, but um, it's uh, not, not very realistic in my opinion. I, I definitely think, you know, like towards the end of the first year, you know, if – if the results are falling and, and everything, you should start seeing it mesh at that point. And then the second year, you should be expecting results. I, I agree 100%. What's the, and the reason I ask this is because it seems like these kids are just getting younger and younger. Like Lane Riggs made the comment um, the first time he was on the show with Justin after Dylan that he felt like a veteran. He's 18 years old. But he is. He's truly a veteran in the Cars Tour. Um, you know, Caden's, what, 17? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Grant's 14, 14, 15. 15, I think he just turned 15. But, like, these parents are wanting to push kids into race cars and, and like, push their development. I mean, what, what's what's too young to start? I mean, 
I, mean, I think mentality-wise, I mean, 13, 14 is probably, you know, where they need to be. Uh, I mean, you definitely want to go young because that allows you more years to develop and, and still reach a national level, you know, at 20 or under. Um, and I think that's where you need to be for um, to, to pick up partners and, and, and sponsors that are, that are going to be a partner of yours for, for years to come. Um, nobody wants to have a commercial with a – you know, fifty-year-old short, fat man like Marcus sitting there. I mean, <laughs> you're fifty, <laughs> no, just forty. Just forty. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they'd much rather you know, a, a, you know, a twenty-year-old or a guy like myself that's thirty-four that still looks twenty. You know, oh, be yeah. on the Here commercial. We go. <laughs> His head's not going to be able to get through the door there. Hey, but it's a elite group with the short, fat, white guys. Okay? That's right. So, um, it's well, I'm we, fat I, for sure. We so, uh, we've we, talked about that before. You got here. Me and a good buddy of mine used to crew chief and. Uh, in trucks, we went into the hauler one day, and the NASCAR guys. He goes, "What do you, what do you, what do you guys want?" And I said, "Well, us short, fat, white guys. This is what we want." And so <laughs> it, it's kind of stuck. But it's, yeah. we had a group of those in the truck series. But this is my thing, and Marcus, you might be able to shed more light on this because you've been at the truck level and you've and you've been at the higher tiers of NASCAR. But like, I mean, these kids are starting running trucks with what 17, 18, some of them. No. Uh, 15, 16. You can run, uh, I think you can run trucks of 15, and then you can't run a mile and a half until you turn 18. So, like Harrison Burton, he had ran, I think he had ran like, I don't know how many truck races before he got to 18. So, it was crazy, yeah. you know. Um, I think he was running trucks at, when he was 15. Uh, so, it's. Well, I think the hottest young driver. Or maybe 16. Hottest young driver right now that. As a former cars tour driver, Ty Gibbs. Ain't no doubt. And you had a chance to work with Ty a little bit. Um, I know at Nelson. I don't know if you worked with him. Yeah, he drove the. Uh, he actually was the first driver to ever drive mm-hmm. the house car. Um, okay. Because after the whole pandemic deal, yeah, you know, at Ace, right? No, at uh, at Greenville. At Greenville Pickens. Pickens. Okay. Yeah, you know what Phillips? Uh, you know, bad situation there. Yeah. And he, when he got out, uh, RNS purchased a car from Philip, and um, we took. Uh, the first race back, he had a relationship with, you know, Nelson, and Nelson yeah. didn't have a car ready for him to go, and so Timothy wanted to drive. And, and so Ty um, was actually running the house car down there, and he qualified on the outside pole and was leading it when the right front went flat. But, I mean, the, the kid has got ungodly talent, you know what I mean? And and it's uh, really come a long way, too. I, you know, yeah. And it's still a good kid. Like, he was – I thought a lot of him back when he raced with us in the car store, and I think um, I think he's definitely um, – he's aged far above, you know, his time. But I think it's important, you know, there's a couple kids. Like, just look at Corey Heim, for instance, yeah. that come from the car store. I mean, he's no slouch either. Uh, he's exactly. he's headed for big things. That Josh Berry guy, he's doing some okay stuff, too. But he falls in the old, short, fat, white guy. What uh, is he, 30? He's considered <laughs> he, old? He's 30, right? Yeah, he's 30. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, he just announced that he's got a truck deal lined up and I think he's got some big things lined up for next year too so um you know you look at Josh guys. I mean he he's been running late models since when I mean it's been 10 years is it 10 years uh, yeah definitely 2011 2012 yeah. so year. you know you know in the last two or three years he's been very dominant so this you know he's got good equipment and it and it's taken him what you know at least six seven years to get to where he's a, a dominate you know a dominant driver so well, back uh, when, when you and I, I mean, Justin was obviously younger too, but like back when you and I were younger, you know, someone like a Timothy Peters could, could work their way through the late models and get an opportunity um, by putting in that hard. And like, I'm not saying that people still, because Josh is getting that opportunity now, but 
I look at someone like Lee Pulliam. That, that's few and far between for yeah, sure. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But I look at someone like Lee Pulliam who, yeah, Lee got a couple of opportunities, but it didn't pan out anything. And, and in my opinion, he's one of the best short track racers to ever no doubt. get behind the steering wheel. Yeah. And it's just, you know, Timothy, you know, he hit it with, with obviously if it wasn't for Mac Bailey, he wouldn't be there. You yeah. Know? And, you know, Timothy's a hard worker too. I mean, and, sure. and, and not, you know, he's pretty smart. Um, but then you look at like Scott Riggs, you know, he came from our area and yep. he, he really is a hard worker and has worked his tail off. But uh, Denny Hamlin, um, you know, none of those guys were like super young no. uh, when they, no. when they moved I mean, out. I, I mean, I remember chasing Denny, you know, we were trying to beat him every weekend, you know, and was wondering why, what was so good about his car. Well, we all figured out <laughs> that it was him, you know. Yeah. So, and and it, Josh, I think, is the same way. Everybody, oh, well, what has his car got that everybody else doesn't have? I mean, yes, he has a good car. Not taking that from him, but he's good too. You know what I mean? I think he's proven that he's yeah. gotten the opportunity yeah. to run the Xfinity, and he won at Martinsville. And then, like I said, you look at someone like Ty Gibbs. At Darlington, though, that's even more yeah. impressive to me yeah. than yeah. you know running second at Darlington is more impressive to me than him winning at yeah. you know, Martinsville. And I think Denny Hamlin did the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean mm-hmm. back in the day. So yeah, and it's and it's it's tough because I feel like I mean honestly, I look at guys like Deke McCaskill that never got the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, that they probably deserve to I, to be in that Xfinity I, ride. And I think you're right. Lee Pulliam is the is the one guy that should have that should have that should have made it, mm-hmm. and he didn't. And um, and it's a shame because Lee. I mean, I worked with him in 2010 when I was actually working for Sellers, and I'm like, this kid has so much talent. Just raw speed, and he and works hard, control. and yep. he's smart on his race cars, and it's a shame that you know he couldn't get that you know next level top ride. You know, to, wonder if we'll see him at Martinsville. I, I I don't know. I mean, just talking to Lee in the you know in the pit area, you know, Lee has. Has he really pre- turned his focus? I think on he's pretty t- happy with this point in life. Yeah. You know, he's got a family. He's proved young, everything. Young gar- he can't do no more. You know, he's won national right. championships. You know, won the big races. I don't know what else he can accomplish. You know, and so he's turned his, like Justin said, he's turned his focus to something different. Mm-hmm. So speaking of accomplishments, obviously Justin, you're running for the Cars Tour Championship with with Marcus the RNS car, two wins already. Couple of additional races that you've got on your calendar that aren't cars tour related. Again, we alluded to it a little bit earlier with the Triple Crown, South Boston in July, Langley in July, and then uh, Martinsville in September. Um, all three racetracks are tracks that you've been really good at. Talk a little bit about what your expectations are. I mean, I know it's about a month away from from South Boston that first race, but I know you guys have already started to look at that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. I've been very successful at most of those tracks, uh, not Martinsville, but, um, and Marcus has too. So, you know, really looking forward to, um, you know, to not points racing for once and, uh, and going out and, you know, just trying to look for that speed and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, there's a, you know, to save one, you know, either of those three races is huge in this, you know, in this world, uh, late mile stock. I mean, it's, um, those are definitely the three crown jewel races at this point. Uh, Martinsville being the, really the, the one that's been there for what, 30, 40 years now, probably. So, um, you know, it's a very elite list that, that have pulled that off and, um, you know, look forward to hopefully, um, etching my name to be a part of that. Well, I know Bobby McCarty, you need to talk to him. He's won two cars championships, and he still thinks his most his biggest moment in racing was winning the Hampton Heat a couple of years ago. That yeah. was that was huge for him. Oh, absolutely! And it kind of was his start of his, uh, you know, what, the first time he was drove one of Nelson's car at Martinsville. He he had you know running third and had a, a alternator issue, but when he won that Hampton Heat race, it was like um, 
it put his name on the map. You know what I mean? So I think that was pretty big. Yeah. Well, guys, I really appreciate the time. I mean, we could sit here and probably talk for another couple hours for sure, but I'm sure people would hit stop or, you know. Time, <laughs> yeah. the, the time, the people that listen, it's about 55 minutes is what. But, I mean, man, we hit on a lot of good topics. And, Justin, as as we mentioned in our first show, um, we have winners on Stickered Up. So um, all you got to do is win at Langley on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and we'll have you back in two weeks. And, if you want to drag your crew chief on, we can continue the conversation at that point. But um, as always, um, it takes a lot of people to get to the racetrack, give you the opportunity to thank those folks that get you to the racetrack each and every week. Absolutely. That's a, you know, it takes a lot to get there. And uh, not only, uh, you know, our people uh, that come and volunteer and help us week in, week out, you know, it's also financially a struggle at times. But I want to thank GXS Wraps, Graphic Solutions, Per Your Tank Lines, Per Your Towing. William Travis Jewelry, Furniture for Less, Durham Mechanical, uh, RNS Race Cars. Uh, wouldn't definitely uh, sure help pick my program back up, put on the map. So um, John West Race Engines, BST Shocks, and uh, as always, want to thank uh, Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers for all he does for the Cars Tour and giving us a you know great place to to race every other week and a series that we can really be proud of. Yeah, and he um, he actually. He texted me last week asking for your number because he wanted to thank you for plugging him in Victory Lane when you didn't have to do it. But uh, well, but he's but he's you're like like you said though he is he is such a great ambassador to he, the sport. He sure is, and, short track and I know he's not you know just a personal sponsor necessarily, but you know for what he does for us, um, you know, always like to recognize the the race sponsors and the series sponsors, Absolutely. and um, you know really proud to um, you know to to race uh, under that solid rock carriers banner every week yeah marcus you i know that you guys are frantically building new race cars and clipping race cars and um if somebody wants to be like justin johnson or bobby mccarty or deke mccaskill and have one of those rns race cars how's the best way for them to get a hold of you um you know you can just contact us uh you know through our facebook page or um you know my cell phone Either one. Um, it, my number is actually on our Facebook page. Uh, got the the calls come straight to me. My wife doesn't always like that, but I feel like that's the best way to just go go straight to the source. Um, I, I want to yeah. thank you know all our customers um, for for joining us. I think it's pretty big to you know these race cars are very expensive. Um, you know, and when you make that commitment, I think it just says a lot for anybody. Um, I want to thank all our guys at our shop. Um, you know, back at the shop, they're working you know, every day on trying to build nice race cars and, and they, they take their quality to the next level. Um, I, I just, if you ever want to come and look at one of our cars, you know, you're more than welcome. Our hood's open for anybody. We're not trying to hide anything. So, um, we really pride our quality. Um, and I want to thank Steve Stylins. Um, he, he has been a huge, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. Um, I'd probably still be truck racing and chasing that every week, but uh, I want to thank him and uh, his family um, for, for you know, trusting in me to come to run this company. Um, that's pretty big. And I want to thank my wife and my kids for letting me stay going all the time. And those kids, hey. kids, does he have multiple? Does well, Tracy know this? Those oh, kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, yours, yours stays in my trailer right. all the time. Too. Those, those ribs at Caraway. 
And that they and you not, can even ask Pat. Pat, I brought him a rack. I'm He's like, you, "What in the world?" I'm telling you, they would have been way better if she'd have had more time. They usually fall off the bone, so she she was actually disappointed because she didn't have enough time. So it 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 truly the whole Caraway deal. It truly had that whole family. Now, granted, it, it helps when you win races, but I mean, the whole day was that that family vibe. I mean, you know, Tracy, you know, cooking for everybody, and I mean, it's just I love what you guys do, and and I think you guys do it because you love it. Yeah, you know, and that that's what makes it that's what makes it well, fun. I, I got fortunate with uh, her, you know, to to she didn't really know nothing about racing and. She loves it just as much as I do. She even told me, I'm like, I don't have time to come down here to the stickered up podcast. And she's like, you need to go. And I'm like, okay, I guess now she's giving me the permission to go. Well, I guess I can, I can text her and thank her for allowing you to come out, come down from South Boston. It's just hard. It's just hard to get away. You know, we, we have such demand for, um, man, we, we really are blessed. And so, you know, we're trying to get cars out, you know, cars to the racetrack and repairs. And so, um, it's hard to get away, but uh, I really appreciate you having me on, and it's been fun to yeah. chat with you guys. Well, again, you guys, you two guys are, are – I'm very thankful and grateful for both of y'all. Y'all have – y'all supported me in this podcast for uh, – since we started it and, and really appreciate that. And um, those commission checks for all those chassis that I'm sending your way, you can just make those out to Stickered Up Podcast. Well, I thought – you know, our, we got a growing, uh, a growing who's, who's food. Got, who's got who's got more, Justin right. or you? Well, we've got a growing food budget in the pits every week because we keep adding mouths. So you know, yeah. we're looking we're looking for. Uh, I mean, I that, got that check to be cut straight for I mean, sponsorship. Yeah, well, and yeah, <laughs> but so uh, so I've I've sent you, I've given your number to a couple people, and I think a couple of those are coming down the pipe. But I mean, you're backed up. Yeah, I mean, that's a good problem to have. Right? It is, um, you know, it it is a very good problem to have. But me being the the, um, I guess you know the competitive person I am, I yeah. want to I want to produce. You that's know? right. And uh, and so I'm actually going through a transition right now of whether to get bigger or just stay on task. You know what I mean? So yeah. we we are, uh, and in any kind of business, that's always a um, a tough decision to make. And so, um, I mean, we'll just we'll. We'll pray about it and see how how it goes. Right on. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys coming on. Best of luck to both of you guys this weekend at uh, at Langley in the cars race. Um, and if if it plays in Justin's hand, as it sometimes does, sometimes doesn't, maybe he'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Yellow flags out. We'll come back and uh, wrap up this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast after we come down pit road. Sticker up. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. 
the official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757. For Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Hey, this is Deke McCaskill, driver of the 08 per year tank line Chevrolet. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag out for the Stickered Up Podcast. We'll be at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway this weekend with the with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Action will begin with practice on Friday afternoon at 4.15. They'll go to 6.45. Race teams will return back to action on Saturday. Uh, they will start practice at uh, 2 o'clock. They'll go 2 to 2.30. And then 245 to 3.15, 5.30, single car qualifying. You can catch that on uh, the Facebook Live feed for Pit Road TV. Green flag falls at 7 o'clock. In addition to the Cars Tour, you've got U-Cars for 25 laps, the Grand Stocks for 40 laps, and the Super Trucks for 25 laps. If you are in the area, tickets are $18. They do have a family pack for $45. If you cannot make it to Langley this weekend, you can catch all of the action courtesy of Pit Road TV, Tony Stevens. Uh, 20 cars entered for this weekend's um, Hampton Visit Hampton, Virginia, 125. A lot of familiar names, a couple of local guys. Deke McCaskill, Brandon Pierce, Matt Waltz, Jonathan Finley, Caden Honeycutt, Timothy Peters will make his return to the Cars Tour this weekend in a Nelson Motorsports car. Jared Fryer, Joe Valento, Bobby McCarty, Mason Diaz, Justin Johnson, Minnie Tyrell, who will be in a Justin Johnson Racing RNS car this weekend. Sam Butler, Connor Jones will actually be in the Junior Motorsports 88 this weekend. Terry Carroll, Justin S. Carroll, two locals, will be in the field as well, along with Jonathan Schaefer, Sam Yarber, Daniel Silvestri, and Touring 12 member Lane Riggs. Again, if you can't be in attendance on Saturday night, you can check it out on Pit Road TV. Uh, wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. Uh, Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars, Justin Johnson with Thrifty Tire, Kirk Ipock, Solid Rock Carriers, PJ Bryant with BST, and our friend Tony Stevens at Pit Road TV. Want to thank Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick for producing the show, making us sound like rock stars. And until next week, that's the checkered flag of the Stickered Up Podcast. We will be back in two weeks. This is the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts. Oh,